0: everyone and welcome to another episode of the Consciousness Road Trip podcast. I'm your host Sarah Watt and again we're joined by a special guest while we take a deep dive into the tools of access consciousness while we explore this amazing planet that we live on. Welcome everyone to another episode of Consciousness Road Trip podcast. Still here in beautiful Australia on the Sunshine Coast, not road tripping around the world yet again, and I'm joined by one of my very amazing friends whom I've known and had the pleasure of creating with and knowing and working with for quite a few years now, Miss Viv Adcock. Hello, Miss Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling you just before we started this podcast, like when I started this podcast, I guess my... um, my desire was to have this this thing that I I brought around the world with me. And I called it Consciousness Road Trip because, you know, up until a few months ago, my world and my life was very much um, traveling the world and working with a lot of people all around the world. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna make a podcast and talk to people all around the world. And, you know, then a global pandemic happened. (laughs) As it does. As it does. since then we've been quote unquote, you know, air quotes stuck in Australia. I mean, I could think of probably a few worse places to be (laughs) stuck in the world. Um, So it's turned less of a road trip and more of just this conversation. And I was saying to you before as well, like, I guess I started sort of making these podcasts because I felt like I had to, like I had to stick to something, you know, whatever, whatever that is. Um, And then I was looking at like, okay, so what what conversations do I love? Like I think Dane said on a call the other day, um, if you want to be what was it? if you if you want to be successful, something about if you want to be successful in business, something something. If you want people to come to your classes, have fun, and that was such a match because that's me, you know. Yeah. Like as far as creating anything in my life, it always works better when I'm having fun.
1: And it's like fun's the magic ingredient that people so um, miss. Yeah, because I think life can get really serious and you yeah. get bogged down with the, you know, the weight of the world and all of this. And it's like, no, what's fun for you? Yeah. And having that lightness, having that playfulness. And I know Gary and Dane are so irreverent with their conversations. Mm-hmm. And some it's I find it really funny when people get offended by their irreverence, you know, like or if something really heavy is going down and you try and make a joke or you try and say something to lighten the energy house, some people can get really just almost offended and a bit twisted rather than, hey, lighten up you and yeah. uh, yeah. have fun. What if the whole purpose of life is to have fun?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so looking at that, I was like, okay, so what com- What do I like talking about? Like, what's fun for me? And then you were coming over to my house to do something else. And then I was like, oh my God, my friend Viv's coming and we're both mad horse people. So I was like, and horses are such a joy like there's very few things in my life that bring me a sense of well there's actually a lot of things but horses are up there up there with the top of the top of what yeah. brings me me like the joy of me and i know it's the same for you yeah. so i was like totally.
1: let's talk about horses yeah. and you know you come across these people that are crazy cat ladies or crazy yeah. rabbit ladies or yeah. crazy chicken ladies uh-huh. and it's not just ladies either it's gents too but there is such a, a space of, you know, in the animal kingdom, it's like none of this pandemic, plandemic thing matters. Yep. It's not relevant in their world. They're completely just being them. Yep. The birds are singing, the dogs are wagging their tail, yep. the worms are turning compost,
0: the horses are munching. chewing their grass. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: it just continues. And just yep. the lightness. I went out to visit two horses yesterday and just. The smell, you know, you yes. know you're really crazy oh. about horses.
0: If you <laughs> you horse just smell. walk up and start sniffing them. <laughs> people are like, what are you doing to my yeah. horse?
1: But Their energy, touching their, yeah. you know, touching their body, being present with them and just the space that they be. Um, yeah. They're such a, a powerful presence and it's interesting watching what people go into around horses. Some people are terrified and they won't go near them and they think they're this highly dangerous animal. Yeah. And... Um, It's incredible when you, if you do have those fears or those points of view about horses, how quickly they can change. Yep. I remember Gary saying, you know, they are some of the most gentlest creatures on the planet. Yep. They don't want to hurt you. They've got no, you know, most horses don't have a bad bone in their body. Yeah. But people have this really weird perception. But when you tap into the joy that Sarah and I have or anybody that loves horses, they just, it's like an addiction. You just can't get enough. And it's like, I was pondering on the way here, what is that? Yep. You know, when you tap into that energy of horses, for those people that do like horses, what is that that you just want more? You just want to be around them. You just want to play with them or watch them even grazing in the paddock. What is that?
0: Yeah. Well, I once heard Gary Douglas, and if you guys are tuning into this podcast for the first time, go and find some more episodes. You can find them on Spotify and iTunes. And you know, basically what I base this around, like what I base my whole life around, is the tools of access consciousness. And Viv is also a facilitator of access, and I know it's her life as well. And the founder of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas, once said in a class, and I've heard heard him say it many times, everything I've learned in life, I've learned from a horse. And I was like Sweet Jesus! Like <laughs> that is so fucking true. Like yeah. there's a, there's something, a place that they exist from that is ah, uh, it's like a it's it's a level of presence that I don't you don't get so much anywhere else, and you get it from other animals and from nature and stuff. But for me, horses quantify something that I know is possible, and if you're willing to receive that from them, they will give you everything and. You know, that might not always be, you know, all the soft, yummy marshmallow things. It might also be (laughs) some confronting things about you. And I guess, like, horses to me are are like a mirror in a way. They will always give back to you what you're willing to be, to show up as, and to receive from them.
1: Yeah, and one thing, I I remember Gary Douglas talking um, at the Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider class once in Texas. He was saying, you know if you're going to look at buying a horse, get something that's, that's greater than you think you are. Buy a horse or invest in a horse that's going to get you to step up, that's going to stretch you, that's going to challenge you, not where you're putting your life in danger by any means, but just that's going to that's gonna challenge you, that's yeah. going to ask you to be more of you because yes. how they function is, you know, it, it's, I don't even have words, but again, being in their presence, the horse never makes themselves less. Nope. They never compare themselves. A Shetland pony doesn't compare themselves to a Shire (laughs) horse. You know, a Shetland pony is a Shetland pony. Yeah. A little tiny thing. Yeah. But they never shrink. They never diminish themselves. They never, you know, they don't do that whole... They don't turn themselves down. No. Ever. Not in any way. And I think a lot of people that are drawn to horses, they love the flamboyance and that real dynamism and the power. Most people, when... Say to me, you know, what do you think about what's your first um, perception of a horse? It's like, well, they've got this incredible flamboyance and this just this potency, this raw energy.
0: Yeah. And so, like, looking at that statement of like everything I've learned in life, I've learned from my horse. Or what can you think of at the moment? Like any any moments for you personally where something that you've had with the horse has really, yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: (laughs) I um, I I had this pony a while ago and my girlfriend came to visit me and she said, look, you know, you can have this horse. She was kind of vetting this horse out for me. And she said, yeah, this horse would be great for you, but you've got to step up. Mm-hmm. And I I'm like, I'm sat in the car driving home going, I wonder what she means by stepping up. You mm-hmm. know, this is before I really knew about access. And, um, yeah, it was incredible how this horse could just perceive exactly where I wasn't willing to own yep. the space. Yeah, It's like, you know, sometimes when you walk into a crowd, if you're feeling a bit less than, you kind of make yourself a bit invisible and you feel a bit uncomfortable in your skin. Mm-hmm. And the moment I was being that with her, mm-hmm. she'd come and lean on me and push into me or mm-hmm. she'd just barge into my space and I'd step out of her way. Uh, yeah. So it was just this whole, and I didn't really click to this yep. until my girlfriend pointed it out. And then I started to get really bossy and get really controlling and yep. well, that's it. <laughs> and I started to fight with her and that didn't work no. either. <laughs> so just like Gary said, it's like, okay, how do I work with this energy? Because yep. it is energy. Yep. She was perceiving that gap and they're so sneaky, the horses. Oh, they will test they're, everything. If you leave... A millimetre of a gap, they will uh-huh. find it, uh-huh. and, um, but in a really beautiful way. And so she really got me to just expand who I was being, not mm-hmm. stop making myself less, stop mm-hmm. letting... And how that reflected in my world where I was letting certain people in my life kind of take advantage of me or push me around a bit where I'd lose my voice and I'd make them greater or I'd mm-hmm. not think enough of myself. It was just such a beautiful transition and how that changed my sense of self once I managed to master this energy with her, where we had this sense of working together and Mm -hmm. honoring of each other. Yeah that then transferred almost well it was organic but almost it was miraculously into my everyday life with yep. these people that i've been making myself less than yeah it was like no no more i'm not going to fight you i'm not going to go into the right or wrong but this is this is my space or this is my what i know is true as my reality and yep. i'm not giving that up yeah so she facilitated it magically. And yeah. all of this wasn't verbal. It wasn't no. like sitting with a therapist and talking about your stuff. Oh, I love that. The horse that's changed it. it, Yeah,
0: you know? Yeah, and it's that, it's that for me, that's really the, the magic of horses is that they, they don't ever, well, obviously they don't speak. There's no words ever transpire. But the moment you're in that horse's space, they have your measure like that. <laughs> you don't end. need to say anything. You don't need to do yeah. anything. They have your measure instantly. And yeah. for me, like, because I know you guys out there listening, if you've heard any of these podcasts, if you've done any work with access, it's energy-based work, whatever. It's, it's, it's an energy-based um, uh, way of changing anything and, and a way of of perceiving, knowing, being and able to being able to receive anything as well. Um, and for horses, they are one creature that really showed me how energy can be so fast and so clear and so precise in in changing and communicating things.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's funny, when I was listening to you introducing this thing, you know, the road trip, and I'm like, well, Sarah, you have been on a road trip. You've been on a road trip out to look at this new horse. Yes. So tell us about Ollie and how he's going to contribute
0: to your world. It's funny too, you know, and the other thing about, you know, there's been horses in my world that have... So let's look at my first horse story was maybe... Uh, God, it must have been about two years ago, I was at an Access Consciousness class in Venice. Um, I can't remember the full title of the class, but we called it the creation class. And Dane was facilitating at the time talking about, like, what's the the one big thing that you want to ask for? Like, what's your big ask? And, you know, people were like... (laughs) These huge things, like Francesca was talking about having a castle, and there was another lady talking about this, like, you know, creating this whole different world and this whole different reality. And I was like, um, I really want a horse in Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, was like, What the fuck, Sarah? You can ask for anything and you ask for a horse in Costa Rica. <laughs> but I shit you not, two months later, basically to the day I got my first horse, his name is Pregonero, and he. He lives in Costa Rica, he's a Costa Sensei de Paso, which is the, you know, the horse of Costa Rica. And he showed me, well, whatever, it was this thing as well of like, if you're fucking willing to ask for something and be conducive with your ass, because you know, I watched these people ask for these things, like this lady was getting into this elaborate, I don't even remember who she was, but she was talking about creating basically a form of a utopian ideal, like this utopian world where everyone was blah, 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 and I was like, That sounds cool, but, you know, I just want a fucking horse in Costa Rica, right? And then Francesca talking about her castle, which was more conducive. I could see her having a castle. But I was like, you know what? Like, for me, this is what I want in my life. And because that match of what my ask was and my willingness to to do and be whatever that was, Boom, two Boom. months later, I've, I've, I got preg and, yeah.
1: and coming back to what we first started the conversation with, you can probably sense and hear in Sarah's voice that fun, that yep. lightness, the magnetism that, yes, this, this is what I would love to have because I think a lot of people get lost with, I don't really know what I want. I don't really yep. know what I want to create. Yep. and It's an energy. And yep. so that energy of I'd like a horse, All the I, I often use the analogy of, you know, the, Pilot in the in the plane at the beginning of the runway when all the lights go green, uh-huh. it's like for me that energetic congruency when yep. you ask matches that, yep. and there's a real um, that lightness, that zing yep. that when you ask, everything's just. All the lines. Well, everything gets out of the way and yep. it can show up instantaneously.
0: And then from there as well. Like, so what if you guys as well were because I know as well when you're like, well, I don't really know what I want. Start with some small things as well. Because the other thing that happened with Pregonero, my horse in Costa Rica, was, okay, so that happened, the ask, and then I created him. And then the day, very day I met him was like a whole set of doors to a whole set of universes open. Like, I remember the day I got to the to the, to the the paddock area in Costa Rica where we ride and, you know, I'd been sent this a couple of really dodgy videos of him <laughs> on my phone. I had no idea really what this horse looked like, except I knew he was kind of white and had brown patches or black patches. And I kind of rocked up and I was still like, you know, a little bit like, oh, Like, it's like going on a first date, you've got butterflies. (laughs) But I saw this horse tied to the fence away from all the other horses because at the time he was a stallion, and I was like, that's him. And I walked over and just stood, because this is the other thing about horses, like, they kind of in a way need to invite you into their world. Like, it's this sort of thing, if you walk up to them and you just they're kind of like, uh, fuck off. <laughs> so I, I was like, I knew straight away, like I, I had connected with him energetically, but then seeing him and I walked over and kind of stood a little ways away until he he saw me and we kind of like locked eyes. And it was this thing of like, you know, it was, it's like an avatar, you know, when they ride those horse style creatures and they do the connection thing Mm. between their thing and thing. It was like that, but obviously not with the physical connection. It was all such an energetic experience. But then I felt his invitation of me to his world. So I walked over and put my hand on his neck and it was this thing of like, literally, it felt like, like these universes just opening around me. And I just cried. I was just like, I've never, so you go as well from this thing of like asking for a horse because I wanted a horse. I wanted to ride with all the guys in Costa Rica. I've been riding and scabbing horses off people. I rode Brendan's horse and I rode Megan's horse and I rode Simone's horse. And I was like, No, fuck this, I want a horse of my own. (laughs) But then from that ask also what is created from there? Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward, I got another horse in Houston and looking at that as well. Like I've ridden her a few times, but there was always this sense with her, with Phoenix when I met her, that the creation we were having together was going to be something else. And so Gary Douglas called me like maybe a year or so ago and said, hey, because she's a coaster sensei cross with a quarter horse. So quarter horses in America are the big horses you know, big, you know, to buy a good quarter horse there, you're spending $30,000 probably. Like they're very, very popular um, for for this particular style of work they do. But Gary bought the Costa Sensei into the United States and is still trying to find a niche, a way to present these horses in a way that people will appreciate them for the magic that they are. So she's a cross between these two breeds. And he had the idea, he wanted to train her in the sport that the that one of the sports that the quarter horses are famous for, which is cutting. So it's like a cow sport, you know, like they go and cut out a cow and blah, blah, blah. It's a very quarter horse dominated sport. There's no other horse that's excelled Mm. in it like the quarter horse. So he's like, we want to train her to be a cutting horse to show the world what the coaster sensei is capable of. And I was like, do it. And then, you know, fast forward another year later, we're home, COVID's happening, Gary rings me again. And I knew again, I tapped into Phoenix's world and felt how much this training had changed her whole reality. And he called me again and barely got the sentence out Sarah, she's doing really well. And I was like, sell her. And he's (laughs) like, yeah, she's ready to go to a new home where she can do what she's now been trained to do. She's excelling in this sport. We really want. And I was like, do it, sell her. And then, you know, fast forward again. And I'm like, well, I'm stuck in Australia now. And now I want a horse here. What's next? Yeah. So you went on a road trip too? Well, actually before that even, I was like, okay, so what do I need? If I want a horse here, I mean, I live in a a relatively big house on a relatively big block for a beach house, but you're not going to put a horse in the backyard, (laughs) right? So I was like, okay, first things first, I need somewhere to put this horse. So I started looking at places to adjust and I found a guy just around the corner from here and I messaged him and he was like, no, 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 it's not going to work now, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And then like a week later, I got a message or maybe two weeks. He said, oh, look, we're ready now to take on a horse. And by then I'd booked a couple of other places. I said, yeah, cool. I'm going to look at this other place and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I went there and the minute I met him, there was a match to his universe that matched the energy of whatever that was, the future I desired to create. The minute I shook his hand, I was like, this is the place I want my horse. And I mean, it's his, they rent a house that's on five acres. There's no arena, there's no round yard. He's got a nice little set of stables somewhere to get, but you know, I was, I'd was i been looking at places with proper horse and so I was like, easy. don't give a fuck. This is where my horse is going. So I said, look Mick, it's wonderful to meet you. I want I want to put my horse here, but I don't have a horse yet. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. He goes, I know a lot of horse people. Let me have a look out for you as well. Again, like two days later, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I think I've found a horse for you. <laughs> sent me a photo, looked at the horse and knew right away. Yeah.
1: And just having that, you know, and you talk about everything I learned in life, I learned from my horse, that sense of knowing, that, that acuteness, it's, it's instant. You know when you know. Yep. There's no thinking, there's no linearizing. there's no yep. logical, there's no mental masturbation about shall I, shall I, it's just yes. Yeah. It's so clear. Yep. And the contribution that that is to the rest of your life, If you can start, if you if you can acknowledge where you have that in your life already, where you know that you know. Yeah. What if you can have that in those areas of your life where you're questioning or second guessing yourself? Yeah. You know, and for for anybody that's more of a traditional horse person, it's like this conversation that we're having would sound so different because this is not how it's done in the horse world. You know, the people I know is. You find a a horse. Then you get the property. And then you keep it until it dies. (laughs) And you force it to do what you want it to do. There's not a relationship. There's not a two-way relationship where you said earlier, everything's energetic. We know the moment something's done, it's done. The moment an energy changes, we know it's time to look for something different. And so with the horse world, their, their willingness to get you to live as the question, to be as the question, if you're approaching the horse with a certain energy or in a certain style or well I want this horse to do this rather than going, hang on, what capacities has this horse got? Like and what
0: Question can I
1: ask? Yes. Yeah. They just try and squeeze this incredible um space of po- universe of possibilities into a little tiny conclusion of right, yep. well, I want this horse to do this. Yeah. And then they get all sorts of behavioural quote-unquote issues yeah. and problems and things don't turn out because yeah. they haven't been able to ask the question. Yeah. And the, the moment that energy changes, the moment you're willing to look at a different possibility for a horse... You weren't attached to Phoenix, No, you weren't attached to, but she's my horse and you didn't ask me and I don't yes. this and I want that, Yeah, you know, they
0: own us. We yes. don't own them. Yeah. And just that, like the, the thing of like everything I've learned, I've learned from a horse It's it's the applicableness of everything we're talking about in every part of, of life. Yes. And the cool thing I loved about what you said then as well is how the horse world functions And where can we? And again, everything I've learned, I've learned from my horse. And where can we apply this everywhere? We as the be like we as these people that that uh, are choosing and demanding and desiring something different in whatever area that is—horses, business, bodies, money, like whatever it is that you guys listening know you have a capacity and an awareness of something greater being available, where can you instill yourself in that world mm. and create that fucking change? Because the other thing with this as well is like, I've met these two people now. So Mick, who property Ollie is going to, Casey, who bred and trained Ollie, who I've been working with, with the horse before I move him out here. I fucking know I've changed both of their worlds. Absolutely. And they have changed mine. Yes. And these are people I've never You know, I met them two weeks ago, and I know that their life is now changed because of me showing up and what we've created here with this.
1: And even looking at that, it's the horse that's the catalyst. You asking for a horse way back in Italy, you know, if you could ask for anything, it's like, well, it wasn't just one horse and this is the definition of it, it's multiples. And like you say, every choice, when it's really congruent that ask, it does open universes of
0: possibilities. And if it's not a horse for you guys, what is it? Mm. What is that one thing you could ask for today? That one small fucking thing. And sorry, I'm swearing a lot on this podcast. It's weird, (laughs) I don't usually swear this much. Not that I care. Um, But what is that one small thing that you can add to your life today? And I can almost guarantee it's gonna be the thing. Like, I mean, looking back at my life, horses have been something that I have had this, this weird, whatever it is, ever since I was young and I've always had them in my world um, and it's always been like a very thing. Like what is that one thing, you, maybe it is since you were a child that has, that has been a seed, like a bubble in your reality that's kind of come and gone, but whenever you touch on it, whenever you think about it, whenever it becomes into your awareness, you, you get lighter.
1: Yeah, and it's like there's an aliveness, there's a yep. vitality, there's a vibrance, there's a, 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 just an energetic, oh my God, yes,
0: this, yep. this. Yeah. What can that be? Like, where can you start choosing that to see what it will create? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And go, again, going back to the beginning, what's fun for you? And I yep. had a client in yesterday and she said, Oh, you know, I've always wanted a Mustang. She's just celebrated oh, a 60th it. birthday. Good. Mustang as in a car. Yes, not, not the not horse. A horse. But <laughs> just know. to be clear. Yeah. So when Sarah said, you know, what's that one thing? It could be, I don't know, a model aircraft that you've always wanted to yep. fly. It could be, Oh, I've always want I've always wanted to sail in the Sydney to Hobart
0: race, yep. or run a marathon or anything. a half marathon, or yeah, yeah whatever that is. Yeah. Drive across Australia. Or in Australia, it makes me think of a go cage diving with sharks in South Australia. That's another one for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what is it that absolutely lights you up that you haven't been allowing into your life? Because that lighting up, you know, activates that joy. Talk about instilling. Yep. So where can you instill these choices more and more into every day? And that starts to eliminate if you've got, you know, people with depression or health issues or money problems or whatever, yeah. when you actually realise, hang on, this is just a choice. Yeah. I can actually choose to go and buy my model aircraft or at least go and hang out at the model aircraft club today or yeah. go and perhaps somebody's horse yeah. or start to insert those things that you really desire yeah. that really make you feel more alive than anything, yeah. start to choose that and start inserting those into your life.
0: Yeah, because going back again to that first ask. Ask that I had when, you know, when people were having all these really big asks, and I was like, well, I just want a horse in Costa Rica. Like, looking now at what this has created in my life, like, no one can deny. It. At the time, everyone was like, Sarah, and you know, so many people have acknowledged my creation from that. But at the time, it was just so funny how it was such <laughs> a random. disparity to what everyone else's people had these grand asks, and I was like, I want a horse. And Dane was even like, what the fuck, Sarah, you could ask for anything and that's what you ask for. Yeah. But you you look at what that's created for my future in yes. those. And it's like, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> with the, you know, everything I've learned in life, I've learned from a horse, there's two things there. Number one, you can go and find a horse and I mean, there's classes in Access Consciousness that we do that are based around this. There's conscious horse, conscious rider classes. We've got actual energetic work you can do on horse bodies as well. So if, if you guys are listening out there, I would implore you to find, and we can talk about how to and all that in a minute. I'd implore you to find something like that, and see what shows up for you. And also, just listen to this podcast because this podcast alone—you don't need to go and be with a horse to learn something from a horse. You can take what this conversation right now and turn that into something.
1: Yeah, that's applicable to your life. Exactly. It is. Yep. You know? So if you've been denying yourself that joy, what what permission can you give yourself?
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So I don't even know how long we've been going for, but I feel like this has just been... And see, like, you know, like, what if even today, guys, you could ask yourself, like, what conversations do you want to be having as well? With who? Yeah. Who who lights you up in your life? Exactly. And what if now was the time as well? Because it's so funny for me how another big thing that I've been looking at is, you know, COVID and everything going on in the world is about us being separate from each other physically, you know, And that matches me to a T because I'm, I'm what you would call, you know, if you were labeling things, I'm quite an introverted person. I like my own space. I mean, I live in a two-story four bedroom home by myself now, which makes me very happy. (laughs) Um, So this whole COVID thing was such a match. And I started looking at, well, actually, if we want to start changing things in this world, we need to start getting together a little bit more and taking what each of us knows and combining that to create something greater.
1: Yeah, and this whole, you know, this engagement, when you look at a lot of people that have been in social isolation, there hasn't been that level of physical engagement, but look at what it's opened up with people making telephone calls, people reaching out, people going on Zooms, people Mm -hmm. doing webinars. Mm -hmm. There's always that level of engagement energetically can never be stopped. It's never interrupted. Exactly. So, yes, it's great to get together with physical people and maybe people will be a bit more grateful for each other now that they've yeah. had this time apart or, yeah. you know, they might have, what would it take for people to have a bit more, just that, um, I guess, appreciation and allowance of people for who they are. We're all different. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, that level of engagement. So, when Sarah was saying earlier, the thing with horses is there is no... Um, like you say, their energy is so fast, everything is instantaneous, yeah.
0: And they don't separate from anything, no, they'll kick they it, they don't cut they'll off, tell it to go away, but they don't separate from yeah. it, yeah. And they don't cut
1: off their awareness ever because if they were to cut off their awareness, It'd be dead. they'd be dead, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's, oh, there's so much we could talk about.
0: Yeah, so maybe we could do a follow-up <laughs> podcast as well. For crazy horse people. Yeah. And we're also, also both crazy dog people as well. Well, let's do a dog one next. <laughs> because the thing I've gotten from this is so much more changes in my world when I get to have conversations about the things that are fun for me. So yeah, yeah. guys listening, please, please, please look at whatever is fun for you and how can you instill more of that in your life? Whether it's physically doing it, whether it's talking about it, whether it's getting on Facebook and doing a Facebook Live about it and what that creates in the world just purely through you showing up as you with that element of joy and, yeah. And that is the gift. Yeah. That's
1: the gift. Yeah. 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 There's so many people that are doing misery and trauma and drama. You're this light bulb of possibilities and lightness and joy and happiness. And a smile, just
0: a smile, can change somebody's world. And just being willing to open your mouth and see what comes out. (laughs) Because even if you fuck it up, I can guarantee that that will contribute a lot to someone. Only always. Yeah. Like Brendan and Dane say all the time I've fucked up more choices than most people have made. Yeah. Like, what if you're willing to fuck up? daily, yeah. hourly, minutely, like what if yeah. it was just this place of like us never being wrong and never being right. And, and having fun with fucking up. It's like, yeah. you know,
1: one of my favorite tools that I've taken from Access, and there are thousands of tools applicable every day of your life. Mm. Um, what if you're not as fucked up as you think you are? But yep. also, it's good job I'm cute because I'm not
0: very bright sometimes. And look at also a horse in that regard as well. Again, like all of this stuff, if you, if you even have time to sit and watch some horses, like if a horse falls, if they have a rider on their back and they balk at a jump or they fall down, they don't get up and go, oh shit, who saw that? No one noticed. <laughs> God, I'm they're such like, a klutz. Yeah, they get up and they keep running. They keep going. Yeah. 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 No judgment. Yeah. None whatsoever. Yeah, they're willing to be and do whatever in that moment is gonna create greater yeah yeah
1: and forward movement like they're always on yes, that I think okay. that's the
0: other thing about me yeah. that's such a match <laughs>
1: forward movement.
0: yeah yeah there's no back for them yeah yeah like even you've got to teach a horse to back up they don't naturally ever want to go backwards yeah <laughs> yeah Cool. So, if people want to find you, Viv, um, can we just have a quick look at, like, what are you up to in the world? How do people find more about you? What do you do in Access and outside of Access? It's really
1: funny. I'll try and make this short. The very first thing that got me into Access consciousness was a friend of mine recommended Gary's book, "Money Isn't the Problem." You are because I was so convinced I was messed up with money. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so she gave me the website. I went on the website. And on the very front pages was the old, old website, maybe mm-hmm. fifteen years ago now, mm-hmm. and it had Gary doing some conscious horse, conscious rider video clips on the front. And I'm like, forget the people, you know, forget the money. Let's he likes look at the horses, horses. Yeah. and that's what got me in straight cool. away. Because I yep. think they, you know, that I didn't know it at the time cognitively, but again, that knowing of energy and mm-hmm. watching him be something different with an animal because the animal will show you straight away. People are a bit more acquiescing and dogs and cats and whatever, they'll kind of mould a little bit to where you're at, but horses do not. Never, no. So, um, so yeah, I can be found on vivadcock.com and yep. also on the Access Consciousness website. Yep. And I facilitate uh, Talk to the Animals class, which is Yay. about animal communication. Yes. And creating a very different relationship with your animal. Um, there are fantastic Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider facilitators around the world. Yes. Are
0: you a Conscious Horse? I'm not, no. yeah, I was not all yet. What else is possible? Exactly. But I have yes. a horse and I'm thinking, like, what can I actually look at him contributing as oh, well? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the other awareness I got with Ollie when, when, I, when it was that thing of a yes in my world, it was, it was this yes for me, but it was this yes of, like, all of the people's lives he's going to touch whilst you know this next chapter in his life and like you said it doesn't mean like a relationship we're not we're not doing this forever <laughs> we're not buying a horse and a lady sized rocking chair and getting you know he and i will be together for as long as it's a contribution and we're both happy with that situation and then he may move on but i get this sense um that he's going to touch a lot of people's lives while we're together and that he's the sort of horse that can you know uh be a space for people that may have what we've talked about on this podcast, a place where they want to yeah. want to learn more from horses. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, they yeah. are such a gift. So I did a Conscious Horse Conscious Rider class a few years ago and there was a lady there that was terrified, absolutely terrified, mm-hmm. petrified of horses, wouldn't come over the fence. And I went, you know, so what can you receive from this class? And she said, I want to get over this fear because I can see how this fear is crippling me in so many other yep. areas of my life. Yep. This is the thing I'm most frightened of, so this is why I'm here. Cool. And we were at a place where it was uh, like a riding for disabled where the horses, they open the arena and the horses come in and they pick the people. Oh, wow. The shy Horse, the biggest, the biggest horse <laughs> all, came straight over to her and I was just bawling my eyes out within minutes. It's going to make me cry now. Mm-hmm. She had her hands on him. Yeah. And that was it. They were just like this match made in heaven for cool. the whole morning. She's like, oh, my God. And it was like this complete and total transformation, yep. in nanoseconds. Yep. The moment she connected with this horse, the size, I mean, his feet were huge. Yes, you know how big like they dinner are? plate
0: feet, I call them.
1: And literally, he just stood there. He didn't push himself on her. He just presented himself, yep. like you said that earlier invitation. about the invitation, yep. yes, I, I'm happy for you to be with me. Yep. Literally, the moment she put her hands on him, it was like that was her whole life changed. Yep. So that, you know, I mean, there's some amazing moments like that that I've seen so many people have huge transformations. We definitely need is... to do
0: some follow-ups. Yes. I love this. Yeah, this and Ollie's cool. journey,
1: your your journey yeah. with Ollie as well. So yep. he's arriving soon.
0: Yes, yeah. So let's, yeah. And um, I'm interested to see what he creates in the world, you know, because I've had people, I've posted just a few pictures on Facebook because every time I go and see him, I'm so enthralled in what we're doing. I never really... But I know once he's here, he's going to be a social media sensation. Basically, (laughs) you guys are going to be like, really? Another picture of this horse. But I also... The few pictures I've posted, I can feel him already instilling himself in people's worlds. And, you know, we have a horse friend that lives in Western Australia and she's like, can I meet him? And I'm like, dude, come and ride him. Like, this is going to be a horse for the people, basically. Like, it's (laughs) like, I'm just going to be the conduit for everyone, for Ollie, to, like, meet and... And be whatever he can be in the world to yeah. create the change that I desire to see. And I know he has a desire for it as well. Yeah. And,
1: and just the receiving, you receiving him. Imagine if he was stuck out in a paddock in the middle of nowhere. If yeah. he desires to be this horse for the people where he can touch so many people's lives, yeah. You, it, it's this, you know, kingdom of we, yeah. the gifting and receiving. Yeah. You've asked, he's found his way to you, you know, and then what that creates at this point forward, how that goes on. So you receiving him and receiving him as a being, not just, well, I'm going to ride him and he's going to do this. You receiving his very being and the essence of him. and how that continues like the Dandelion Seeds, spreading choices and possibilities and contribution into so many other people's worlds. Yeah,
0: and for he and I too, like he's already taught me so much about riding. And that's the other thing is like, I've wanted a horse as well that I could learn to be a better rider on, which they all do. If you're willing to get on a horse and ask them to teach you to ride, they will show your body. Like I remember with Pregonero in Costa Rica as well, like. I just get on him and I ask, Mm. hey, can you show my body how to sit on you? Can you tell me how I should be sitting when you're walking like this or when we're trotting or when we're cantering? And I, I know my body still has a lot to adjust and change with that. And like I was saying to Casey, Ollie's old owner, I'm like, it's like these muscles get turned on in your body. You don't use those muscles for anything else. Nothing gets you fit
1: for horse riding like horse riding. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So as far as that as well, to have a horse to teach me to be a better rider, I know that that, he's going to be that contribution to my life as well. So
1: And that's that's such an an honouring of them rather than right. Well, I have to get him to turn his head this way and hold his head this way and you know move his hindquarters this way. It's like it sets up potentially that conflict rather than the communion and the oneness that can be available with a horse to have that oneness. And you know when you see it it could be a cowboy. Yeah they've never had a riding lesson, quote unquote. No, well they don't. Yeah. They're they're totally at one with the horse. They're just them no matter how much that horse moves yeah
0: their body is there with them as well yeah yeah um so
1: there's a great website conscioushorseconsciousrider.com yeah if you'd like to learn
0: more about how to be different with horses yeah um talktotheanimals.com yeah reach out to Viv reach out to me you guys will have all of this in the show notes as well and yeah and start asking for the for those little things that turn into big things to start showing up in your life and see what future it creates now. Like now that we have a future that is more uncertain than anything that I've ever experienced in my life. What if the certainty for you was that every day you added more joy to your life? Boom. Mic drop. Okay, let's leave it at that. Thank (laughs) Thank you you, so much. That was truly welcome. One of the best half an hour or however long yeah, it, it's, it's been, been in about my life. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. My pleasure. See you on the next episode, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Consciousness Road Trip Podcast. If you'd like to find more of my podcast or more information, you can head to my website, sarawattcomau dot AU forward slash road trip or sarawatt.podbean.com See you on the next episode.